The Archdiocese of Chicago is a vibrant and diverse faith community. We celebrate our faith through worship, evangelization, and reaching out to the needy. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and co-host Mark Teresi, who is with the cathedral doing stewardship, also our 175th anniversary. Many, many hats that Mark wears. How are you, Mark, today? Very good, very good. We're waiting um, for more Chicago snow, right? Well, yeah, we are now making our way through January. This program is pre-taped and played back about 10 days later, and so I don't know, have any idea how the Chicago weather is. But by the way, I do like uh, your ve- sweater vest there. Thank Misericordia. you. Misericordia. Yes, I, <clears throat> our daughter is at the uh, residence, Shannon Apartments. I'd like to give a little endorsement uh, to Misericordia's new uh, cafe on Ridge Avenue. It's a, it's an absolutely beautiful cafe. It's open through the week, early in the no, morning. No, they do have a they Gr- do have the restaurant. They have greenhouse. That's now, on is, campus. And what is this now? The cafe is down on Ridge, a little bit north of Granville, mm-hmm. and you can come in and have breakfast. You can uh, drive through, or I, I'll pick up donuts for us over like, at Cathedral. <coughs> Ridge and what? Well, it, between Granville and where Ridge turns off into oh, sure. um, into Peterson there. Uh, and it's a wonderful one. And many of the residents, including our daughter, work there. So, and she she's loves a worker it. bee. She loves it. Adult, she, she's a worker and she bee. is a worker. Yeah, she worker. A so worker. we got a great program lined up today. We have back by popular demand from last year, Frank Casella, who is involved with Catholic Men's Conference Southland. Frank, good morning. How are you? Good morning, morning. Father Greg. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Good. Now, Frank, you and I go back. We met probably around 30 years ago when you were with the uh, Chicago Catholic. Yep. Actually, Mark and I go way back, too, but yes, Chicago Catholic. Now, where did you you go to high school, Frank? I went to Homewood Flossmer High School. I just lost my earpieces. They totally just fell off my head. Mark, take over for a second. So, uh, Homewood Flossmer was high school. Now, yes. Who who was pastor in your parish when you were in high school there? Pastor in my parish when I was in high school, Father James Sayers. Oh, okay, okay. Were you involved in the parish at all when you were in high school? Uh, very involved with the parish. I've been involved with the parish since I was a young boy. Wow. Involved with the Knights of Columbus. My father was involved with the parish, and uh, he did all the uh, events for the Knights of Columbus, and that's where I learned how to do this men's thing. Wow. Well, if you, you get in, when we talk about this um, men's retreat. When did it start, and whose idea was it, Frank? Well, Catholic Men Chicago Southland is, is an apostolate of uh, Vicariate Six, founded by myself and Deacon John Ringel and uh, Bishop Emeritus Joseph Perry. And so back in 2004, <coughs> Deacon John and I went and talked to Bishop Perry and said we need something for men to uh, come together and to pray and to um, engage with each other. And so we started this conference, and the first one was um, 20 years ago, 2004, and it was a baseball theme, and uh, it was a spring training theme, and it was basically called the the, uh, Bishop's Prayer Breakfast. And so we brought together probably a hundred and a half men, and uh, it was very, uh, 
very exciting. The guys, when they were done, they said, you hit me right here in the heart. You were saying all the things I needed to know and to confirm the things I needed to know. We got to do more of these. Well, now, will this be the uh, <clears throat> 20 consecutive year, 20th year? Yes. yes. So you even had it during COVID time? During that... COVID time. The only time we didn't have it was the year that the uh, Sox played the World Series. Which would have been back in 2005. Yes. And the reason we did is because we had low turnout. We had low, low registration. They were all watching the game or going to the game. Yeah, one or the other end. It, uh, now, let me ask you this. Um, when is it being held this year? This year, every year we hold it on the Saturday after Easter, which is called Easter Saturday. And we always have it at uh, in the south suburbs here. Formerly uh, St. Ann Parish and Hazelcrest, but now it's North Campus, North Campus of St. John Neumann which used to be St. Joseph's Church. So you give us the exact day. It would be the uh, Saturday after okay. Easter. I think it would be Saturday, April 6th? Yeah. April 6th. Remember, yeah. folks, Easter is very, very early this early. year. It's on March 31st. And believe it or not, Ash Wednesday is Valentine's Day, Wednesday, February 14th, which is just around the corner. Now, let me, let me ask you this question, Frank. In the 20 years of these beautiful retreats for men how have the retreats touched your life how they touched my life well basically the reason i did it is because i saw the void i was involved with the knights of columbus i'm the fourth generation knights of columbus but i also saw there's a spiritual aspect that men need in addition to the service aspect that knights of columbus does and so i was belonging to uh, another men's group called catholic men in action which kind of went belly up back in the, in the 1990s, but I was really involved with that. I was one of the coordinators. And then um, I followed Promise Keepers, and I was following all the other men's movements for years. And that's where I met Deacon John Rangel through one of those groups. And so it feeds my soul because um, men need to communicate with other men, to connect the dots, to... Um, understand the challenges we face in the workplace and at home and connect it to our faith. Men don't talk and men don't go to the doctor and so therefore they don't also take care of their spiritual health. And so um, it's very important for men to connect spiritually because when a man puts God first, all else that matters falls into its proper place. So how, so how do you convince someone, I'll just play the role, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not into that spiritual stuff. Like you said, I don't really talk about that with anybody. Why should I come to a retreat? Do I have to? How much do I have to share at that retreat? Well, basically, we've we've converted the retreat or the men's prayer breakfast. We've converted it into a men's forum. And what we do is um, we've got 600 men in our database, and we average about 50 to 100 men now at the forum. We have tables of eight, and we give them a presentation. And then with the presentation, we give them two or three questions to discuss across the table. Some of the guys share their insights. Other guys just sit there and listen and absorb it all. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, we go around to the different tables and we write on a, uh, on a board all the common answers that all the men came together with. And then the light bulb goes on for men and they see there's other men thinking the same thing they're thinking or they get inspired by, by what that discussion um, enlightens them too. I really find it very interesting is that um, men are always fascinated how women can just sit and talk and talk and talk 
where we guys, we get together, we have buddies. We have fishing buddies, bowling buddies, football buddies, drinking buddies. But for men, it revolves around an activity. Let's go fishing. Let's go bowling. Where women can just sit and talk. But what I really love about what you're doing this retreat is it gives men an opportunity not to be involved revolving around something to do, an activity, but to share from the heart in a setting that is comfortable and non-threatening. So what happens, so I come on the retreat, it is a good experience for me, and then I don't see everybody for a year. What, what, what happens in the interim? Well, we have a thing called the uh, CNCS Men Blog. And uh, I do, we do a weekly blog post. Bishop Perry has done many blog posts, and I do, I do other blog posts. And what, we, what I do is I look at the, at the uh, things going on in the culture and what men are saying to me and emailing me about, and I, and I write about those things. The one thing about CNCS is that we focus on the fundamentals of the faith. There are other men's movements that con- con- concentrate on pornography and all these other things that, that happen. But really, we have to take care of the basics. You know, I'm also a photographer, and one of the things I learned in, in, at Columbia College is that to be established as an artist, you have to do the basics, and then you make your statement. But what they didn't say to me is that once you make your statement, you still have to continue doing the basics. And that's what we have to do with our faith. We have to, we have to do the uh, sacraments, we have to pray the rosary, we have to be focused in on the catechism, and then... Nurture our faith every day through uh, um, our learning the faith and um, meditation. That's the word I'm looking for, meditation. And so when we do that, it's baby steps towards walking in the faith. What, so I, what, what I find, Frank, is that uh, I love the theme <clears throat> revolving around you know sports, spring training. When you think about it, this what Lent is all about it's spring training mm-hmm. for the soul. When baseball players begin baseball this spring, they go to February down to Florida, to Arizona, five or six weeks of spring training to get the basics down once again. The throwing, the catching, the timing, the hitting, the defense. It doesn't happen in one day. It takes a whole five or six weeks. The same thing for the season of Lent. To make change in our life does not happen overnight. I always tell people with a season of Lent, Find one area in your life that you want to make a change in. Not 10 or 12, mm-hmm. but one area. And also, I tell people for the prayer is, Lord, do for me what I can't do for myself. Lord, help me do for me what I can't do for myself. So now, what is the theme of this year's retreat, Frank? Well, this year, we, we, we're just putting the, the, the details together right now. So by the end of the month, we, what we normally do is a week before Lent starts is when we do all the promoting. So right now we're in the process of getting the speaker lined up and getting the theme, the topic lined up. But we do know it's going to be a baseball theme. We do know it's going. To, we're going to go back to the per breakfast theme for this year because it's the 20th year. And we're going to make it nostalgic, and we we we're going to invite the speaker we had the first time, but he has not confirmed yet. Now who so was that from? Who was there from? Was that you, Father Greg? No, no, who was who was there yeah, 20 years that, ago? That was John Morales. He was our first speaker. Oh, John Morales, sure, good man. Now, is, is, can you do me a favor? Could you give us the exact location of the retreat? So it's April 6th, the time, because I wasn't sure with, it sounded like parishes are merging and stuff. Exactly what's the address? Okay, the address would be 179 
51 Dixie Highway in Homewood. That's St. John Newman, which is formerly St. Joseph Church. Okay. <clears throat> and what's the timing? for? Should they people plan on a full day? or? It's usually half a day. The doors open about 8 o'clock. We give them a full hot breakfast because our motto is feed the stomach and then feed the soul. I like and that. Then, mm -hmm. And then um, we do a morning program where we start off with... Uh, um, the, the Knights of Columbus do the presentation of colors, and then we have the um, presentation by the speaker, and the guest speaker, and then we have Mass with the Bishop. Um, so it usually ends about 1 o'clock. So about 8, come about 8 for breakfast, and then you're on the road about 1 o'clock. And Frank, what is the cost for this? Um, it usually is, runs about $20 um, for one man, and there's a discount for two or more men. Deacons are $10, and then we also open the door to people who are um, have a hardship, and we also have the Zacchaeus house, the men from Zacchaeus house, we, we give them a free table. Does Greg come in free? <laughs> He's a priest. He can come in free. <laughs> <laughs> so which means nobody would be turned away? No. No, not at all. How about this? Not at all. Mark, take us to break. Okay. So let me remind people about the men's retreat. Uh, it's going to be at St. John Newman, 17951 Dixie Highway. It's April 6th. The time is from 8 to 1 p.m. It'll be about $20 if um, deacons are $10. Father Greg is free. We'll be back. <laughs> WNDZ 750. And Mark Tracy is $40. Yeah, exactly. WNDZ 750 a.m. YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Frank Casella in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities on Sunday, February 4th for the 2024 Divine Affair, a premier wine tasting event held at Chicago's Union League Club. Sample and purchase wines and craft beers from around the world. Attend a wine appreciation or beer tasting seminar while you enjoy gourmet hors d'oeuvres and fabulous desserts. A fantastic silent auction and raffle are included as well. All proceeds benefit Catholic Charities programs and services that help anyone in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. To purchase Divine Affair tickets and learn about great sponsorship opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net or call 847-226-5697. That's 847-226-5697. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 
877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Frank Casella, Catholic Men's Conference, Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi here. Um, Frank, as you talked about the retreat, men's retreat, and you also spoke very honestly about, you know, men not really communicating like women do in terms of sometimes their feelings, sometimes their health. Um, what stories come to mind of men that maybe have been converted to the retreat being a good part of their life? Have you, does anything come to mind where something, it doesn't have to be profound, but something that really stands out to you? Um, well, the two main things I find that men are dealing with right now are there's too many distractions, and they're concerned about their children following the faith. Hmm. And... Um, when we have our conferences, our forums, um, there's there's men who don't know what to expect when they come in the door, and when they leave, they come up to me or one of the members of the team, and they say, you hit me in the heart. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I didn't expect this. I've seen men in tears. And... Um, just generally speaking, um, they just get a new spark. And so they just start following what, what we're doing and, and all the things that we put out there, all the content we put out there. And that's why we have the online ministry. So I think it's very fascinating that um, you know men come in expecting one thing, mm-hmm. leave with something totally different. And, and I really find is that I like the word intimacy. The best definition of intimacy I've ever heard is into me see into me see intimacy or see into me so intimacy is about vulnerability transparency and we men are not good about sharing on a very intimate level we're very superficial in terms of sports ball games what's the score talk politics but this this retreat is really an opportunity and yet nobody is forced to share deeply you can do a lot of listening you can listen to others, but even by listening, active listening is very proactive and a good way to learn. So I'm that I'm that gentleman uh, that came up to you and said, "Today you touched my heart." Follow up with me as that person, and what can happen for me from that day to the next retreat? Well, the thing about our retreats is um, we ask for a commitment. At the end, at the end, we get we have a response card they fill out. We ask them to put a C in the quarter if they made the commitment to renew their faith, to renew following their faith, to nurture their faith. And so, um, those men follow up with me by email all the time. I probably get about 200 emails a day that I follow up with people, and um, we just keep going back and forth and we chat and so forth. Um, there's also a good amount of men who are very 
um, prolific in their faith, and they want to learn from other men how they're sharing the faith with other people. That is fascinating, which means you get about 200 emails a day just corresponding with guys from the groups and all that, which means, so you may have the retreat, which is one day, which will be April 6th, but I get the impression, Frank, this has become like a year-round ministry where you're in daily contact, weekly contact. Now, has any, I don't mean to break confidentiality, has anybody ever asked, said, Frank, can I come and talk with you? Can I just come and talk with you? Um, if they ask to come and talk to me, I, I refer them to the priest because I'm not a counselor, I'm just a mentor. Good. Okay. But here's the thing. You've opened the door for someone who wants to speak deeply because, again, as we talked earlier, many, many men, not all men, find it very hard to share deeply. And there's a great line that goes like this. Things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways. Mm-hmm. So when someone has lost a job, a marriage is going bad, things are not going well. We take it in, we take it in, we take it in. And we think we're just hiding it under the surface, Mm -hmm. but things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways. Gain weight, lose weight, anger, drinking more. Withdrawal. Withdrawal. It goes on and on. So we think we we hide our feelings, but there's a profound line. Things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways in which People say, you know, he's not himself. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to talk to a priest, to talk to a counselor, and folks, there's always someone out there willing to listen, and we are in this together. Right, and it, it, it's interesting because one of our guests, uh, previous guests, Dr. Maria Mori, is at Mays Lake Ministries, and, and if anybody's listening and feels that need to speak. Mays Lake Ministries is a wonderful resource in terms of including of getting spiritual offer. direction. Yeah. Now I had a question about uh, it sounds to me if some men on the retreat have these aha moments it might lead them to maybe even more significant involvement or ministry in their parish. Do you find that at all or do, it almost seems like this is a tremendous resource for pastors to be connected to. Well, there's two, there's two answers to that question. The first one is we do support men's groups in, in the parish, parish-sponsored men's groups, where there's spirituality groups, where they meet on a weekly or monthly basis to discuss spirituality. At the same time, the key element of that is that the pastor is very much involved. The, the men's groups where the pastor shows up each meeting for even for 15 minutes, those things have lasted for years. When mm-hmm. the pastor is not involved, they kind of are all over the place. So it's a two-way street. The men usually say we need our pastor to support us, and the men and the priests say we need our the men. The men don't support us, so we need to support each other. You know, it's like Zig Ziglar used to say: the best way to find a friend is to is to be a friend. Be a friend. You know, yeah, it's true. It's interesting, Frank, that you have really become on the south side a conduit connecting men to parishes, networking in different parishes. And so it goes just beyond the local community, but to the wider community. But it seems like you have done a phenomenal job now for the last 20 years of really bringing people together, uh, connecting them together. Say more about that. Um, well, it's, it's become my vocation. Okay, it's, it's I like what that. God has called me to do. Um, I personally, on a personal level, I ha- I'm forced to live the lay form of the vow of poverty. So, um, my family has, all the people in my family have good jobs and they take care of the household. 
so that I can focus on ministry. And um, but uh, that's that's where my heart is at. And as you know, I'm a photographer, formerly a photojournalist. And then, by the way, in our on our blog, I share my my Catholic art photographs to uplift people as long as while they're reading. At the same time, um, as much as I want to be a photographer, every time I tried to pursue those doors, they kept closing. And every time I tried to work in ministry here, they kept opening. And so I turned to Mother, I prayed to Mother Teresa to, to provide because she was always the person who said, focus on the basics and the provision of God. And the donations just keep coming in, the menus keep coming in, and uh, it's just amazing what uh, men are going through. It's interesting, Frank, as you're talking that, uh, you make me think of a line from a John Lennon song, life is what happened while I was making other plans. It's a great line. Life is what happened while I was making other plans because all of a sudden, if someone said to you 25 years ago, by the year 2024, all this would have evolved this ministry, you call it, with this uh, this group, this gathering, this networking, you never would have believed it. But also, as, as Mark and I listen to you, it has energized you. It has really changed and touched your life in a yeah. profound way. So not only have you touched other lives, their lives are touching you. So it's a two-way street. Yes, it is. But, but we can't forget about Bishop Perry. Because when I went to Bishop Perry, he saw that, he grabbed onto it, and he put his name on it. And when I learned when I worked with Cardinal Bernadine as a photographer, is that you can't get anywhere without a platform. And so Bishop Perry provided the platform. So we're one of we're one of the first apostolates of a Catholic bishop in the United States. And we can cookie cutter this to the other vicariates, but the other bishops have not grabbed on yet. Wow. We have one guy I thought in Edgewater, I think, who's getting his disciples together and then he's going to go talk to his, his bishop. It's interesting. Now, what about, just give us a little bit uh, of your relationship with Deacon John Rangel, too. How did he fit into the puzzle? Deacon John Rangel is now a senior deacon. He's retired. But um, he has been very much involved with, with men's ministry for a long time. Both he and I together probably have 90-plus years combined experience in men's ministry. Wow. And so um, Deacon John is very much involved with pro-life and very much involved with the men's groups, small men's groups in the parish. And that's that's his focus. And how, um, did, you con- how did you connect with him? We connected through a Protestant businessmen's Bible group oh. <laughs> and found out we were Catholic. And then, and then we were both in the south suburbs and then we just kind of like, I just started thinking when, when, Catholic, when the Catholic men in action went belly up, I talked to Deacon John and I said, we got to go to our vicar because I'm seeing a void. And he says, okay, let's see what he says. And everything took off from there. That's interesting. John, interesting and, John and I really relate, relate very well together. You but, saw you know, a void and took it to action. What's your line about there are no coincidences? Yeah, I love the thing about it. a coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. So, yes. oh, what a coincidence that you and Deacon John got together. No, no, mm-hmm. it's a hand of God weaving through our lives. But also then... In all honesty, Frank, you took the risk, you approached Bishop Perry, who's a phenomenal now retired bishop, wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. priest and bishop, and all of a sudden the wheels started going, and you know what, and Mark, it takes a life of its own. It sure does. And sometimes well, we have to get out of the way. It takes, well, you always said you don't 
start a meeting with a prayer, let us place ourselves in God's presence. Yeah. God's already there. Exactly. To be aware of the presence of God already in our lives. And that's where the movement occurs. Exactly. So we need to bring the program to a close, and maybe Mark just give the summary again. Yes. Saturday, April 6th, doors open at 8 o'clock. Take it from there, Mark. Catholic Men's Conference, Southland, the retreat. It's April 6th, Saturday, April 6th. It's Easter Saturday, St. John Newman Parish, 17951 Dixie Highway. It'll be from 8 a.m. Uh, come for breakfast to 1 p.m. Uh, there'll be Mass at the end of the day. Uh, Twenty, Probably $20 will be the cost. Deacons, $10. Father Greg and all priests, free. <laughs> um, Frank Casella has taken the lead in this. He, he, you're pursuing your ministry in a very... Uh, there's a level of integrity of what you're doing. And, and so I want to thank you in a very special way. Frank Castelli, you've been a great guest here, who is the retreat director for the Catholic Men's Conference Southland. Special thanks also to uh, co-host Mark Teresi. Mark, thank great you. being with you today. Thank you, too. Great work of our producer what directors, Michael May, and for Brian Hockey Hitman Brock. To our listeners, may God bless all of you, and please drive safely in these cold winter weeks of January. Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago. And co-host Mark Teresi, who is with the cathedral doing stewardship. Also our 175th anniversary. Many, many hats that Mark wears. How are you, Mark, today? Very good, very good. We're waiting um, for more Chicago snow, right? Well, yeah, we are now making our way through a January. This program is pre-taped and played back about 10 days later, and so I don't know, have any idea how the Chicago weather is. But by the way, I do like uh, your ve- sweater vest there. Thank Misericordia. you. Yes, I, <clears throat> our daughter is at the uh, residence, Shannon Apartments, and I'd like to give a little endorsement uh, to Misericordia's new uh, cafe on Ridge Avenue. It's a, it's an absolutely beautiful cafe. It's open through the week, early in the no, morning. No, wait, they do have a, they Gr- do have the restaurant. They have greenhouse. That's now, on is, campus. And what is this now? The cafe is down on Ridge, a little bit north of Granville, mm-hmm. and you can come in and have breakfast. You can uh, drive through, or I, I'll pick up donuts for us over like, at Cathedral. Ridge and what? Well, it, between Granville and where Ridge turns off into oh, sure. um, into Peterson there. Uh, and it's a wonderful one. And many of the residents, including our daughter, work there. So and she She's loves a worker it. bee. She loves it. She, a and she bee. is a worker. Yeah, she's a worker. So we've got a great program lined up today. We have, backed by popular demand from last year, Frank Casella, who is involved with Catholic Men's Conference Southland. Frank, good morning. How are you? Good morning, morning. Father Greg. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Good. Now, Frank, you and I go back. We met probably around 30 years ago when you were with the uh, Chicago Catholic. Yep. Actually, Mark and I go way back, too, but yes, Chicago Catholic. Now, where did you you go to high school, Frank? I went to Homewood Flossmore High School. I just lost my earpieces. They totally just fell off my head. Mark, take over for a second. So, uh, Homewood Flossmore was high school. Now, yes. Who who was pastor in your parish when you were in high school there? 
pastor in my parish when I was in high school, Father James Sayers. Oh, okay. okay. Were you involved in the parish at all when you were in high school? Uh, very involved with the parish. I've been involved with the parish since I was a young boy. Wow. Involved with the Knights of Columbus. My father was involved with the parish, and uh, he did all the uh, events for the Knights of Columbus, and that's where I learned how to do this men's thing. Wow. Well, you get in, when we talk about this um, men's retreat, when did it start, and whose idea was it, Frank? Well, Catholic Men Chicago Southland is, is an apostolate of uh, Vicariate Six, founded by myself and Deacon John Ringel and uh, Bishop Emeritus Joseph Perry. And so back in 2004, <clears throat> Deacon John and I went and talked to Bishop Perry and said, we need something for men to uh, come together and to pray and to um, engage with each other. And so we started this conference. It was just, and the first one was um, 20 years ago, 2004, and it was a baseball theme, and uh, it was a spring training theme, and it was basically called the, the uh, Bishop's Prayer Breakfast. And so we brought together probably a hundred and a half men, and uh, it was very, uh, very exciting. The guys, when they were done, they said, you hit me right here in the heart. You were saying all the things I needed to know and to confirm the things I needed to know. We got to do more of these. Well, now, will this be the uh, <clears throat> 20 consecutive year, 20th year? Yes. yes. So you even had it during COVID time? During that... COVID time. The only time we didn't have it was the year that the uh, Sox played the World Series. Which would have been back in 2005. Yes. And the reason we did is because we had low turnout. We had low, low registration. They were all watching the game or going to the game. Yeah, one or the other end. Uh, now, let me ask you this. Um, when is it being held this year? This year, every year we hold it on the Saturday after Easter, which is called Easter Saturday. And we always have it at uh, in the south suburbs here. Formerly, uh, St. Ann Parish and Hazelcrest is now announced North Campus, North Campus of St. John Neumann, which used to be St. Joseph's Parish. So give us the exact day would be the uh, Saturday after Easter. Okay. I think it would be Saturday, April 6th. Yeah. April 6th. Because remember, yeah. folks, Easter is very, very early this early. year. It's on March 31st. And believe it or not, Ash Wednesday is Valentine's Day, Wednesday, February 14th, which is just around the corner. Now, let me, let me ask you this question, Frank. In the 20 years of these beautiful retreats for men, how... Have the retreats touched your life? How they touched my life? Well, basically, the reason I did it is because I saw the void. I was involved in the Knights of Columbus. I'm the fourth generation Knights of Columbus, but I also saw there's a spiritual aspect that men need in addition to the service aspect that Knights of Columbus does. And so I was belonging to uh, another men's group called Catholic Men in Action, which kind of went belly up. Back in the, in the 1990s, but I was really involved with that. I was one of the coordinators, and then um, I followed Promise Keepers, and I was following all the other men's movements for years. And that's where I met Deacon John Rangel through one of those groups. And so it feeds my soul because um, men need to communicate with other men to connect the dots to. Um, understand the challenges we face in the workplace and at home and connect it to our faith. Men don't talk and men don't go to the doctor and, let, and so therefore they don't also take care of their spiritual health. And so um, it's very important for men to connect spiritually because 
when a man puts God first, all else that matters falls into its proper place. So how so how do you convince someone? I'll just play the role. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not into that spiritual stuff. Like you said, I don't really talk about that with anybody. Why should I come to a retreat? Do I have to? How much do I have to share at that retreat? Well, basically, we've we've converted the retreat or the men's prayer breakfast. So you converted into a men's forum, and what we do is um, you've got 600 men in our database, and you average about 50 to 100 men now at the forum. We have tables of eight, and we give them a presentation, and then with the presentation, we give them two or three questions to discuss across the table. Some of the guys share their insights. Other guys just sit there and listen and absorb it all. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, we go around to the different tables, and we write on a, uh, on a board all the common answers that all the men came together with. And then the light bulb goes on for men, and they see there's other men thinking the same thing they're thinking, or they get inspired by by what that discussion um, enlightens them to. You know, I really find it very interesting is that um, men are always fascinated how women can just sit and talk and talk and talk, where we guys, we get together, we have buddies. We have fishing buddies, bowling buddies, football buddies, drinking buddies. But for men, it revolves around an activity. Let's go right. fishing. Let's go bowling, where women can just sit and talk. But what I really love about what you're doing this retreat is it gives men an opportunity not to be involved revolving around something to do, an activity, but to share from the heart in a setting that is comfortable and non-threatening. So what happens? So I come on the retreat. It is a good experience for me. And then I don't see everybody for a year. What, what, what happens in the interim? Well, we have a thing called the uh, CNCS Men blog, and uh, I do we do a weekly blog post. post Bishop Perry has done many blog posts, and I do I do other blog posts. And what we what I do is I look at the at the uh, things going on in the culture and what men are saying to me and emailing me about, and I and I write about those things. The one thing about CNCS is that we focus on the fundamentals of the faith. There are other men's movements that con con concentrate on pornography and all these other things that, that happen. But really, we have to take care of the basics. You know, I'm also a photographer, and one of the things I learned in, in, at Columbia College is that to be established as an artist, you have to do the basics, and then you make your statement. But what they didn't say to me is that once you make your statement, you still have to continue doing the basics. And that's what we have to do with our faith. We have to we have to do the uh, sacraments. We have to pray the rosary. We have to be focused in on the catechism, and then nurture our faith every day through uh, um, our learning the faith and um, meditation. That's the word I'm looking prayer and meditation. And so when we do that, it's baby steps towards walking in the faith. What, so I, that's what, what I find, Frank, is that uh, I love the theme <clears throat> revolving around. You know, sports, spring training. When you think about it, this what Lent is all about, it's spring training mm -hmm. for the soul. When baseball players begin baseball this spring, they go to February down to Florida, to Arizona, five or six weeks of spring training to get the basics down once again. The throwing, the catching, the timing, the hitting, the defense. It doesn't happen in one day. It takes a whole five or six weeks. The same thing for the season of Lent. 
to make change in our life does not happen overnight. But I always tell people with a season of Lent, find one area in your life that you want to make a change in. Not 10 or 12, mm-hmm. but one area. And also, I tell people for the prayer is, Lord, do for me what I can't do for myself. Lord, help me do for me what I can't do for myself. So now, what is the theme of this year's retreat, Frank? Well, this year, we, we, we're just putting the, the, the details together right now. So by the end of the month, we, what we normally do is a week before Lent starts is when we do all the promoting. So right now, we're in the process of getting the speaker lined up and getting the theme, the topic lined up. But we do know it's going to be a baseball theme. We do know it's going to, we're going to go back to the per breakfast theme for this year because it's the 20th year and we're going to make it nostalgic. And we, we were going to invite the speaker we had the first time, but he has not confirmed yet. Now, who was that from? Who was there from? Was that you, Father Greg? Who was was there 20 years ago? That was John Morales. He was our first speaker. Oh, John Morales, sure. Good man. Now, can you do me a favor? Could you give us the exact location of the retreat? So it's April 6th, the time, because I wasn't sure with, it sounded like parishes are merging and stuff. Exactly what's the address? Okay, the address would be 17951 Dixie Highway in Homewood. That's St. John Newman, which is formerly St. Joseph Church. Okay. <clears throat> and what's the timing? for? Should they, people plan on a full day? or? It's usually half a day. The doors open about 8 o'clock. We give them a full hot breakfast because our motto is feed the stomach and then feed the soul. I like and that. Then, mm-hmm. And then um, we do a morning program where we start off with uh, um, the, the Knights of Columbus do the presentation of colors, and then we have the... Um, presentation by the speaker, the guest speaker, and then we have mass with the bishop. Um, so it usually ends about one o'clock. So about eight, come about eight for breakfast, and then you're on the road about at one o'clock. And Frank, what is the cost for this? Um, it usually is, runs about twenty dollars um, for one man, and there's a discount for two or more men. Deacons are ten dollars, and then we also open the door to people who are um, have a hardship. And we also have the Zacchaeus house, the men from Zacchaeus house, we, we give them a free table. Does Greg come in free? <laughs> He's a priest. He can come in free. <laughs> so which means nobody would be turned away? No. No, not at all. How about this? Not at all. Mark, take us to break. Okay. So let me remind people about the men's retreat. Uh, it's going to be at St. John Newman, 17951 Dixie Highway. It's April 6th. The time is from 8 to 1 p.m. It'll be about $20 if... Um, deacons are $10. Father Greg is free. We'll be back. WNDZ 750. <laughs> and Mark Tracy is $40. Yeah, exactly. WNDZ 750 AM. Catholic Chicago. YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Frank Casella in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities on Sunday, February 4th, 
for the 2024 Divine Affair, a premier wine tasting event held at Chicago's Union League Club. Sample and purchase wines and craft beers from around the world. Attend a wine appreciation or beer tasting seminar while you enjoy gourmet hors d'oeuvres and fabulous desserts. A fantastic silent auction and raffle are included as well. All proceeds benefit Catholic Charities programs and services that help anyone in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. To purchase Divine Affair tickets and learn about great sponsorship opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net or call 847-226-5697. That's 847-226-5697. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Frank Casella, Catholic Men's Conference, Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi here. Um, Frank, as you talked about the retreat, men's retreat, and you also spoke very honestly about, you know, men not really communicating like women do in terms of sometimes their feelings, sometimes their health. Um, what stories come to mind of men that maybe have been converted to the retreat being a good part of their life? Have you, does anything come to mind where something, it doesn't have to be profound, but something that really stands out to you? Um, well, the two main things I find that men are dealing with right now are there's too many distractions and they're concerned about their children following the faith. Hmm. And... Um, when we have our conferences, our forums, um, there's there's men who don't know what to expect when they come in the door, and when they leave, they come up to me or one of the members of the team, and they say, you hit me in the heart. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I didn't expect this. I've seen men in tears. And... Um, just generally speaking, um, they just get a new spark. And so they just start following what, what we're doing and, and all the things that we put out there, all the content we put out there. And that's why we have the online ministry. See, I find it's very fascinating that um, you know men come in expecting one thing, mm -hmm. leave with something totally different. And, and I really find is that I like the word intimacy. The best definition of intimacy I've ever heard is into me see into me see intimacy or see into me 
So intimacy is about vulnerability, transparency, and we men are not good oh, not about sharing on a very intimate level. We're very superficial in terms of sports, ball games, what's the score, talk politics. But this, this retreat is really an opportunity, and yet nobody is forced to share deeply. You can do a lot of listening, you can listen to others, but even by listening, active listening is very proactive and a good way to learn. So I'm that, I'm that gentleman uh, that came up to you and said, today you touched my heart. Follow up with me as that person, and what can happen for me from that day to the next retreat? Well, the thing about our retreats is um, we ask for a commitment. At the end, at the end, we get, we have a response card they fill out. We ask them to put a C in the corner if they made the commitment to renew their faith, to renew following their faith, to nurture their faith. And so, um, those men follow up with me by email all the time. I probably get about 200 emails a day that I follow up with people, and um, we just keep going back and forth and we chat and so forth. Um, there's also a good amount of men who are very um, prolific in their faith, and they want to learn from other men how they're sharing the faith with other people. That is fascinating, which means you get about 200 emails a day to corresponding with guys from the groups and all that, which means, so you may have the retreat, which is one day, which will be April 6th, but I get the impression, Frank, this has become like a year-round ministry where you're in daily contact, weekly contact. Now, has any, I don't mean to break confidentiality, has anybody ever asked, said, Frank, can I c- come and talk with you? Can I just come and talk with you? Um, if they ask to come and talk to me, I, I refer them to the priest because I'm not a counselor, I'm just a mentor. Good. Okay. But here's the thing. You've opened the door for someone who wants to speak deeply because, again, as we talked earlier, many, many men, not all men, find it very hard to share deeply. And there's a great line that goes like this. Things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways. Mm-hmm. So when someone has lost a job, a marriage is going bad, things are not going well, we take it in, we take it in, we take it in, and we think we're just hiding it under the surface, mm-hmm. but things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways. Gain weight, lose weight, anger, drinking more. Withdrawal. Withdrawal. Yeah. It goes on and on. So we think we, we hide our feelings but there's a profound line. Things we take in quietly come out in noisy ways in which people say, you know, he's not himself. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to talk to a priest, to talk to a counselor, and folks, there's always someone out there willing to listen, and we are in this together. Right, and it, it, it's interesting because one of our guests, uh, previous guests, Dr. Maria Mori, is at Mays Lake Ministries, and, and if anybody's listening, and feels that need to speak. Mays Lake Ministries is a wonderful resource in terms of including of getting spiritual offer. direction. Yeah. Now I had a question about. Uh, it sounds to me if some men on the retreat have these aha moments, it might lead them to maybe even more significant involvement or ministry in their parish. Do you find that at all, or do, it almost seems like this is a tremendous resource for pastors to be connected to? Well, there's two, there's two answers to that question. The first one is we do support men's groups in, in the parish, parish-sponsored men's groups, where there's spirituality groups, where they meet on a weekly or monthly basis to, to discuss spirituality. At the same time, 
the key element of that is that the pastor is very much involved. The, the men's groups where the pastor shows up each meeting for even for 15 minutes, those things have lasted for years. When mm-hmm. the pastor is not involved, they kind of are all over the place. So it's a two-way street. The men usually say we need our pastor to support us, and the men and the priests say we need our the men. The men don't support us, so we need to support each other. You know, it's like Zig Ziglar used to say: the best way to find a friend is to is to be a friend. Be a friend. You know, yeah, it's true. And it's interesting, Frank, that you have really become on the south side a conduit connecting men to parishes, networking in different parishes. And so it goes just beyond the local community, but to the wider community. But it seems like you have done a phenomenal job now for the last 20 years of really bringing people together, uh, connecting them together. Say more about that. Um, well, it's, it's become my vocation. Okay, it's I like that. what God has called me to do. Um, I personally, on a personal level, I ha- I'm forced to live the lay form of a vow of poverty. So, um, my family has, all the people in my family have good jobs and they take care of the household so they can focus on ministry. And, um, but uh, that's, that's where my heart is at. And as you know, I'm a photographer, formerly a photojournalist. And then, by the way, in our, on our blog, I share my, my Catholic art photographs to uplift people as long as while they're reading. At the same time, um, as much as I want to be a photographer, every time I tried to pursue those doors, they kept closing. And every time I tried to work in ministry here, they kept opening. And so I turned to Mother, I prayed to Mother Teresa to, to provide because she was always the person who said, Can't focus on the basics and the pro- provision of God. And the donations just keep coming in, the menus keep coming in, and uh, it's just amazing what uh, men are going through. It's interesting, Frank, as you're talking that, uh, you, you make me think of a line from a John Lennon song, life is what happened while I was making other plans. It's a great line. Life is what happened while I was making other plans because all of a sudden, if someone said to you 25 years ago, by the year 2024, all this would have evolved, this ministry, as you call it, with this, uh, this group, this gathering, this networking, you never would have believed it. But also, as, as Mark and I listen to you, it has energized you. It has really changed and touched your life in a profound way. So not only have you touched other lives, their lives are touching you. So it's a two-way street. Yes, it is. But, but we can't forget about Bishop Perry. Because when I went to Bishop Perry, he saw that, he grabbed onto it, and he put his name on it. And when I learned, when I worked with Cardinal Bernadine as a photographer is that you can't get anywhere without a platform. And so Bishop Perry provided the platform. So we're one of we're one of the first apostolates of a Catholic bishop in the United States. And we can cookie cutter this to the other vicariates, but the other bishops have not grabbed on yet. Well, we have one guy I thought in Edgewater, I think, who's getting his disciples together and then he's gonna go talk to his, his bishop. It's interesting. Now, what about, just give us a little bit uh, of your relationship with Deacon John Rangel, too. How did he fit into the puzzle? Deacon John Rangel is now a senior deacon. He's retired. But um, he has been very much involved with with men's ministry for a long time. Both he and I together probably have 90-plus years combined experience in men's ministry. Wow. And so um, Deacon John is very much 
involved with pro-life and very much involved with the men's groups, small men's groups in the parish. And that's, that's his focus. And how, um, did you con- how did you connect with him? We connected through a Protestant businessmen's Bible group oh. <laughs> and found out we were Catholic. And then, and then we were both in the south suburbs, and then we just kind of like, I just started thinking when, it, when, Catholic, when the Catholic men in action went belly up, I talked to Deacon John and I says, we got to go to our vicar because I'm seeing a void. And he says, okay, let's see what he says, and everything took off from there. That's interesting, and John, interesting Frank. John and I really relate, relate very well together. You what? saw a void and took it to action. Well, what's your line about there are no coincidences? Yeah, I love the thing about it. a coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. So, yeah. oh, what a coincidence that you and Deacon John got together. No, no, mm-hmm. it's a hand of God weaving through our lives. But also then, in all honesty, Frank, you took the risk, you approached Bishop Perry, who's a phenomenal now retired bishop, wonderful, wonderful mm-hmm. priest and bishop. And all of a sudden, the wheel started going. And you know what? And Mark, it takes a life of its own. It sure does. And sometimes well, we have to get out of the way. It takes, well, you always said you don't start a meeting with a prayer, let us place ourselves in God's presence. Yeah. God's already there. Exactly. To be aware of the presence of God already in our lives. And that's where the movement occurs. Exactly. So we need to bring the program to a close and maybe Mark just give the summary again. Yes. Saturday, April 6th, doors open at 8 o'clock. Take it from there, Mark. Catholic Men's Conference, Southland, the retreat. It's April 6th, Saturday, April 6th. It's Easter Saturday, St. John Newman Parish, 17951 Dixie Highway. It'll be from 8 a.m. Uh, come for breakfast to 1 p.m. And there'll be mass at the end of the day. Uh, Twenty, Probably $20 will be the cost. Deacons, $10. Father Greg and all priests free. <laughs> um, Frank Casella has taken the lead in this. He, he, you're pursuing your ministry in a very... Uh, there's a level of integrity of what you're doing. And, and so I want to thank you in a very special way, Frank Castelli. You've been a great guest here, who is the retreat director for the Catholic Men's Conference Southland. Special thanks also to uh, co-host Mark Teresi. Mark, thank great you. being with you today. Thank you, too. Great work of our producer directors, Michael May, and for Brian Hockey Hitman Brock. To our listeners, may God bless all of you, and please drive safely in these cold winter weeks of January.